Pastor Xavier Reese and important keys to a successful marriage. Men, don't compare your wife to your mother. You didn't marry your mother. Say, well, my mom never folded my underwear like that. Good. Women don't say, well, you know, my dad could have done that in an hour. Great, go get your dad. These boundaries need to be acknowledged and respected to ensure harmony in the home. For the man leaves his father and mother. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Between the highest divorce rate ever and couples simply choosing to live together, it's no wonder the covenant of marriage no longer takes a high priority in today's world. Well, today, Pastor Xavier takes us on a journey back to God's foundation for matrimony. In today's message, the two are one. Let's listen. One day, um, back in the cowboy days, a man got married to his bride. They got on the buggy, and they headed out towards their honeymoon cottage. As the buggy went down a few miles, the horse began to gallop. The man said, that's one. The bride looked over and kind of puzzling, one. Didn't say anything. They went down some more miles, and all of a sudden, the horse once again galloped. The man said, that's two. As they were almost near the place of their honeymoon, the horse galloped once again. He said, that's three. He stopped the horse, got out, pulled out his gun, and shot the horse. The woman says, what are you doing? We're out here in the middle of nowhere. He goes, that's one. We want to focus this morning on some very practical issues regarding the boundaries that are to be set and are so often ignored by married couples in respect to their relatives and their friends. A man and a woman take up the closest union that will ever exist between two peoples and the bond of matrimony. Therefore, all other relationships are secondary and subordinate to the marriage relationship. Think of three concentric circles, like shooting at a target. The inner circle of bullseye is you, your wife, and your children. The next concentric circle is a circle of relatives, in-laws, alias, outlaws. (laughs) And then the following concentric circle is a circle of your friends. I want you to keep those three circles in mind as we go through the study. Notice that none of these circles ever cross over or overlap into the other. And so must be the case with friends and relatives. So as to not violate or upset the harmony of the family. Paul has already mentioned and dealt with the essential requirements to be able to fulfill family relationships, to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit of God in 5.18. If you are married this morning and you are not being filled continuously with the Spirit of God and being open to it, then your marriage is going to be rocky, off and on or continuous. If you are single and you think 
that you can get by when you're in marriage just with your looks and your good charm and not being filled with the Spirit of God, you're headed for great disappointment. If we yield, we will be wise, as Paul says. If we don't, we will be unwise and, in fact, foolish. The context of our text is in the backdrop of Paul's teaching about the husband and wife relationship as a parallel to Christ and the church, a parallel that exists nowhere else in Scripture. Paul sums it up as God's design from the beginning as he quotes from Genesis, attributing marriage as a divine institution to perpetuate and develop healthy families, which is set forth by three basic principles regarding marriage here in verse 31. He says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Here are the basic principles. First, the man leaves his father and mother. These are not profound this morning. They're very simple. Second, the man is joined to his wife. Third, the man and his wife become one flesh. Now keep the three concentric circles in mind as we move through it. Let's begin here with the first. The man leaves his father and mother. For this reason shall a man leave his father and mother. First of all, what the command does not mean. So often we better understand what something means by first understanding what it doesn't mean. The command does not mean that individuals, the man or the woman in the relationship, seize the relationship with their parents, for they will always be parents and they will always be sons and daughters. Secondly, the command does not mean to neglect family responsibility if some need arises for charity begins at home. If we are saying and telling people how great Christians we are and we're going across the world to missions and that, but we're not helping our parents if something's up, then something's wrong. The command does not mean they disrespect or dishonor their parents. The command does not mean that they abandon their parents. Now notice that the command was given when Adam and Eve had not any father or mother. So God was looking at marriage way beyond the Garden of Eden experience. Declaring marriage to be the standard for man and declaring marriage to be through the duration of man's existence. Now, Jesus affirms this, speaking about divorce in Matthew 19.5. He quotes, for this reason, for this cause, shall a man leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, they two shall become one flesh. Paul tells us that celibacy is a gift of God. And that the standard for man and woman is marriage. The exception is the gift of celibacy. If you do not get bothered, upset by the opposite sex, then beyond the obvious problems, then you have the gift of celibacy. Okay? Then God has gifted you. You don't need to be married. Doesn't mean you're funny or anything else. It just means that you have the gift of celibacy, okay? So there's a distinction that I'm talking about this morning. And he tells you that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. It's the exception. But for the most part, everybody in this room is going to be married. But some will, do have the gift of celibacy. 
Now, secondly, what the command does mean. First of all, the word leave simply means to leave behind, to depart from something or some place. The man and woman's father and mother represent the authority and stability of the home for the individual person prior to marriage. Every one of us lived in a home where our father and mother was the stability and the authority. They told us what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and they were there to support us and to help us. Now, gradually as we grew, we began to be winged, to be prepared to move through life alone. But to the day you left, they were your authority and they were your stability to an extent. The father is the head of the home, the ruling authority according to Christ. And we're looking in the context here of a Christian home. I know that many of us came out of an ungodly home. We're looking at a Christian home now. The mother is the supporting authority by virtue of God's design. It is delegated to her by the head. This hand moves only when the head tells it to move. Now, don't take that to the extreme to think that the wife's a slave. We're going to get into that, okay? It's only a simple analogy to demonstrate that the commands come from the head. The meaning, therefore, has to do with the severing of several things and the establishing of other things. The authority held by parents over the son or daughter is severed. Young ladies, you used to call your dad and say, Dad, I'm going to be a little late tonight. I'm going to be home at 2 rather than 1 o'clock. You're married. You don't have to call daddy anymore. Sons, you don't have to call mommy. It's severed. The dependency for stability by the son and daughter as part of the immediate family is also severed. You are on your own. You've established a new home. Remember, we've already seen what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you have nothing to do with them. It doesn't mean there's no interaction. But you've established a new home. There's an establishment of the new home, the recognition of a new authority, and the dependency of a new stability. The mother eagle is wise enough to know that she must push her eaglets out of the nest. That's why she builds her nest high on a precipice. So there's a long fall. And I'm sure as she's pushing those little eaglets out, they're going, what the heck are you doing, mom? They're freaking out. And as they are tumbling down that precipice, they are flapping their little wings, freaking out. And she's coming alongside, and if need be, she'll come underneath and bear them in her wings and bring them up, put them in the nest, and then she'll push them out again. What are you doing again? But she knows that if they don't exercise their wings, they will never fly. They will die. They won't survive. Oh, that we as parents would be as wise towards our children. A growing phenomenon today is that many young men never leave the home of their father. As a matter of fact, they spend more time in the father's home than their own. My question is, why did you get married? Another phenomena is that the grandparents become the parents of the children. They're raising the children because they're trying to give their kids the opportunity to work two jobs so that they can get ahead. And rather than encourage the children to be spiritual, they're encouraging and facilitating the children to be carnal and material. Listen, did everybody, anybody here start with everything? 
When we got married, I got married on college break. We had nothing. Two bean bags. <laughs> had to buy our bed while we were away on our honeymoon, deliver while we were gone. It's okay. You don't need anything else when you first get married. It's okay. Everything comes with time. And when it comes with time and hard work, you value it. And when it doesn't, you just don't. The inner circle of relatives, remember, is the second concentric circle outside the immediate family circle of husband and wife. And they should not enter in unless allowed. Be they in-laws, be they brothers or sisters, be they brother-in-laws or sister-in-laws. Now, when I'm speaking about the in-laws, alias outlaws, it's kind of irony, but at the same time, it can be like that, can't it? I thank God that Trudy's parents and mine never got in our business at all, and they were pagans, both of them, at the time. But sometimes, if you're an in-law, don't be an outlaw. Get out of the way. I've told my children many times, I will always confront them, advise them, rebuke them, and do everything else until they're married. Once they're married, I'm out of the circle unless they ask me in. I'm done. Remember, the man leaves his father and mother behind. It is the strongest and longest lasting bond of a man or woman ever take in the, their entire life. Now, let me give you some of the problems from the man's family's perspective, okay? Many men never leave mommy and daddy. Very simple. Straightforward. She goes, oh, honey, you look so pale. Are they feeding you? <laughs> you look so skinny. Here, sit down. Mm. They allow their parents to run their lives. Men, if mommy runs your life, stop it. It's not good for you and your wife. Their parents influence their behaviors towards their wives. Little subtle hints. Little subtle words. They find his wife's faults and use them against her. What you need to do, young man, is you need to say, Mom, you know, Susie's my wife and I love her very much. And if there's something that's bothering you, you should talk to her directly and deal with it. But don't speak against my wife. Whoa. That's heavy. <laughs> they always want to lend a helping hand out, especially financially. That's no good. They think that no young lady is good enough for their little boy. Mommies have such a hard time letting go of their sons. Some potential problems that can arise from constant financial help is that it can encourage irresponsibility and laziness on the man's part. He's found a good thing. It can cause a real insecurity on the man if it is always from the wife's parents the help that's coming. It can make the man as well as the wife to feel indebted to the in-laws and therefore they are allowed greater liberties into their family because they feel that they owe it to them. It's no good. Some of the problems from the woman's family. There is a young lady's dad who saw her little princess until 
this big baboon came and dragged her away. <laughs> He's always trying to advise her husband what to do and how to do it, demeaning him at times. He still feels his authority over his daughter is valid, and so he tries to usurp her husband's authority. He says, you know, Susie, we're going to be getting together, all of us, and uh, so, you know, it'd be nice if you and John be here about 9 o'clock in the morning for Thanksgiving. Then Susie, you need to say, Dad, you know what? I haven't talked with John yet, but, you know, I'll, I'll ask him, and then we'll let you know what's going to happen, okay? Very important. Not disrespectful, but honorable. He uses his daughter's love to manipulate her. He will center on the husband's faults and use them. He meddles between them in defense of his little princess. No one is good enough for his little princess. Daddies have such a hard time letting go of their little girls. Now the things that husbands and wives have to do are important. Let me give you some. Don't join in with your parents in putting each other's mate down. Stand for your mate. Honorably, lovingly, very clearly. Don't go to your parents to share your problems about your mate, for they will favor you more than they, for they love you more than they. And when you and he or she and you are all squared away, the bitterness and resentment is there by the parents. Men, don't compare your wife to your mother. You didn't marry your mother. Tell well, my mom never folded my underwear like that. Good. <laughs> Women, don't compare your husband to your dad. You didn't marry your dad. Don't say, well, you know, my dad could have done that in an hour. Great, go get your dad. <laughs> now, in no way am I saying that once you're married, parents are to be completely neglected or abandoned. We've talked about that. But what I am saying is that the Bible says that they have their place, and their place is never in your inner circle beyond some boundaries. These boundaries need to be acknowledged and respected to ensure harmony in the home. For the man leaves his father and mother. Secondly, the man is joined to his wife. It says, and be joined to his wife. Real simple. First of all, the joining is in the bond of matrimony. That's the context that we're talking about. You know, marriage has always been God's standard, but since the fall of man, there have been many different arrangements that man have used. They're not new. The woman of Samaria admitted to Jesus she had five husbands, and the man she was living now was not her husband in John 4. So there's nothing new. In the 60s, we thought we were chic, you know, fornicating and calling it free love and... Um, you know, living with each other and shacking up and all, all kinds of things. And we think we're nifty. Every generation thinks they're so cool. They're so new. They're so dumb. It's the same old material, same old lump of clay. All we do is shape it a different way. Paul told the Corinthians that it was good for every man to have his own wife in order that there be no sexual immorality in 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 2. That's been God's standard. Now, since the 60s, people have said, it's, well, it's a mere piece of paper, right? What's the big deal? The big deal is commitment. The big deal is stability. The big deal is dependency that can be counted on. If it's only a stinking piece of paper, why not sign it then? 
because we want some loose ends. We want our cake and eat it at the same time. Now, secondly, the joining is for life. The word join means to glue upon, to glue together, to cleave, or to stick to. Four times this word appears in the New Testament. Three of the four, it is quoting Genesis as here. The only exception is Acts 5.36, where it says that um, 400 uh, men joined themselves to Thaddeus in that rebellion. But three of the four quote this scripture and use it in the context of marriage. The word indicates the joining of two things is one. You might think of a two two-by-fours, and you put glue on them, and you put them together. And you let them set for a short amount of time, overnight, whatever you want. And then attempt to separate them. Now, you can get them apart, but once you get them apart, you're going to see splinters from one to the other. That's what marriage does, okay? You'll never be the same. God intended you to be married for life, and if you sever that, they're splinters. It's never a clean break. Jesus said, what God has joined together, let no one put asunder, in Matthew 19, 6. The implications being several. Let me give you some. The leaving of parents has been replaced by the gluing to his wife or her husband. It's a complete replacement. Okay? The gluing to one's wife or husband is the closest and most binding relationship that will ever be experienced. The gluing clearly indicates the binding till death. Jesus gives one exception and one alone, unfaithfulness. But then it's not even a command, it's an allowance. And then Paul mentions another one in 1 Corinthians 7, if one abandons another. Abandons means you don't know where they are and they've left you. Doesn't mean they've moved down the block. It's like a husband who invited his friend over to see the Super Bowl. And the friend said, well, I can't, I gotta do some laundry. He said, oh, don't worry about it, bring it over. Mary will do it while we watch it. He hadn't even asked Mary or talked to Mary. Bad, bad, bad. You think that would be the exception. It isn't. The circle of friends, remember, is the third concentric circle outside the immediate family circle of husband and wife and children. And those friends should be allowed in only as, when, and as far when the two agree upon it, as husband and wife. Be they the closest friend of a man or a woman prior to marriage, both the husband and wife must be in agreement at what level and what range, so that harmony and protection of that inner circle. Remember that the man is joined, meaning glued to his wife. It is the strongest, the longest, and the most binding relationship for life. When a man or a woman agree to marry, they have to recognize that past friends and acquaintances, even present ones, are last in the priority list of the family. Am I saying they're not of any value? No. We're focusing on the priority and the value in contrast to the immediate family. Too many times marriages are hurt and are even broken up because this simple principle is ignored. You see, these boundaries need to be acknowledged and respected to ensure harmony in the home for a man is joined to his wife. 
Pastor Xavier Reese with a biblical and practical perspective of the covenant of marriage. Now, there's still more to come, but we have to wait until next time. Now, if your schedule won't permit you to join us, you can always pick up a copy of this message on CD. Now, the title to ask for is The Two Are One. It's available for only $4. And be sure and share this message with a friend who might need some strengthening in their marriage. Now, once again, the title to ask for is The Two Are One, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for including the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This is important as we track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. There's much more to marriage besides saying, I do. Next time we're together, discover the simple truths behind God's design for matrimony. That's right here with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 